Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Guys, I hope you are good. I hope you are well. We are here back with another big, big episode with another very special guest who I'm grateful to be here today. Um, so I'd like to introduce Vanda, who is going to introduce herself, what she's about, and we are going to take our topic uh, into some good depth today. So Vanda, uh, let us know a bit more about you. Hey guys, so I am a PT and I typically work with really, really busy parents and professionals who make sure that they can overhaul their life and be the absolute best version of their self that they can be, not for a 12-week transformation, but for absolute life. Um, and I'm on here today to really talk about where I came from and why it really means so much to me that... We really focus on what our own individual strengths and weaknesses are. I came from the corporate world. Um, I spent many, many years working behind the laptop, dealing with big banks, building societies, legal firms, um, and how we can use so many of those skills to really help us in our own health and fitness journey. And that we don't need to see these things as so distinctly separate. I've gone from sitting in Canary War, talking to high flyers on projects right the way through to coming back to start my own business for PT with absolutely zero clients um, yeah. and taking myself to where I am just now, which is being able to wake up every morning and actually just entirely loving what I do for a living, which I didn't beforehand. But I don't have that experience in the health and fitness industry so I really had to focus in on what I'm bringing from my past into my future and how I go about doing that so absolutely very very thankful to be here so thank you so so much for having me on. No honestly it's my pleasure and I think it's a really great start and first of all I think it should be commended that you took that jump because starting this journey and this is not for me to get up on my high horse because I didn't make the jump I was pushed through COVID but to make the jump to start with zero clients and and build a business that you have and more importantly build build a, a machine that influences so many people is so so impressive and you obviously spoke about your past and stuff and that's obviously what we want to dive into um but you said something straight away there that sort of triggers me to 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 get into discussion about this. As you said, obviously you get to wake up and and thoroughly love what you're doing, yeah. um, which is a privilege that you and I both share. But so many listeners here today don't. So, kind of, what does that bring to you, and and how did you go about that? You're now in a position where you do have a job, which you wake up and you're thoroughly enjoying life. And and even though yeah. sometimes, like we said before, we even jumped on record. We, you know, PTs might not have the most complicated job in the world, but we still deal with people and you know, like 12, yep. 15 hour days, no problems. Um, how did you kind of manage to take that transition and get yourself into a position, not just through work, where you were kind of waking up and not loving things, but, you know, still thriving, still being successful, whether that in your yep. health and fitness and your career, what, where would you kind of say that started? How did you manage that? 
So I think for me, though, I had a really big transition um, and I think COVID was both the make or break um, of a lot of us. And for me, it was very much the making of me. Um, and without going into all of the, the horrible nitty gritty detail, my life kind of U-turned um, post COVID. I went from being married in a very, very corporate job um, and basically sitting behind the laptop every day to being a single person with a business that was all on theirs and within a totally different industry um, to what it was. Um, and for me, it was that point of prioritizing what meant something to me. Um, and I don't know about any of the rest of you that are company watching this, but life a lot of the time in the corporate world has now become a Zoom session. It's become that session where we don't really travel a lot about with work anymore, where we don't need to, because COVID kind of proved to us that we could do a lot virtually. Um, my jobs before this were very much face-to-face, -face, in amongst different people in different offices, working with people, hands-on and seeing things happen. When COVID hit, everything changed, and all of that became sitting behind my laptop for 14 hours a day on different Zoom sessions and looking at it. And I don't know if anyone watching this has seen that point where you look at your own face and you see the utter dismay <laughs> of how you are interacting with people. Um, and I always kind of laugh with some of my guys that COVID was the reason I started getting Botox because I could see my frown lines. <laughs> um, but it was that way. It was like, do you know what? And I had that light bulb moment at one point of, you know what, I was 35 at that point. And did I really want to spend the next 30 years of my working career looking at myself thinking, you're not satisfied with what you're doing? And it kind of made me think at one point, what, what do I actually love? What really gives me a buzz? What satisfies me? And it was that point I was like, I was going to the gym and my gym sessions and my own sessions and my own classes that I was going to were the one thing that I genuinely was like, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. But I'd had my own journey where, you know, at this point in time, I'd kind of lost like five stone, kind of transformed my own kind of health and fitness. And I just thought, you know what, see if I can offer that to someone else. I know that no matter whether I spend 10 hours a day on Zoom or 10 hours a day with people, I know what, I'm going to come home at night and sit down and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and say, you know what, I really enjoyed that. And genuinely just kind of took the plunge and thought, you know what, like without being too crass about it, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to try that. If it doesn't work, I know I've got the skill set to jump back into my old industry, get a job and work my way back through again. But if I don't try this, I'm never going to know. And it's so far, what about... 16 months in and it's worked so far amazing i think and it's so important like but what i want to i want to build into that and keep and keep pulling from that obviously fitness came first for you then so you've been on your own own journey lost five six stone which is absolutely phenomenal for anyone that hasn't lost weight or doesn't really fathom how much of an achievement that is it really is life-changing like it's like carrying around what a 15 kilo dumbbell with you day to day on your back on your stomach dragging you down so that's obviously huge so you obviously like learned loads of skills and practiced yeah. and because and you kept putting in the effort to achieve that what about 
how does that then transfer now into other areas of life so potentially work relationships personal yeah. development because that's what today's call is all about not only transferring yeah. skills from work to fitness but actually what we can learn from fitness that then transfers to the rest of your life yeah definitely and and that's the big thing for me so I see so many clients all day every day who their whole entire professional life revolves around things like prioritizing work like I've got I've got clients that are personal assistants to chief executives of big businesses I've got clients that are self-employed and let's say for example hairdressing that they are owning their diary all day every day but what for me made such a big difference is, is my background was in management project management and supporting all of the big operations for businesses and I just thought you know what like why am I not like using the skill sets that I've got for this to implement into my life like I spend my whole entire day teaching people how to goal set but why am I not doing it in my own life so being able to kind of take that and say well I am my own individual I've got my own strengths my own weaknesses but I have all these learned skills and to not utilize them well across the board between personal life and professional life just seems like an absolute waste of mm. resource. So I'm going into the gym all the time and I'm pushing myself to the extreme. I'm pushing myself to constantly progress and I'm enjoying that and I'm loving that. So we should be able to then look at our professional life and say, well, why am I settling? Why am I settling for where I am right now? Do I want the other job? What's the priority? Like, where do I want to really be? Whether that be more financial stability for your family or whether that be that you just want a different challenge, we have to utilize that. And I think the gym teaches you to feel comfortable out with your comfort zone and that that's okay to be yeah. there and that it typically comes with benefits. But I think our working life a lot of the time supports us in being very comfortable prioritizing things and being able to say no and setting a really hard boundary sometimes of this is the priority and it's the only thing that's important to me today yeah. if you've got a presentation to hand in and you're going to be standing in front of the chief exec it doesn't really matter what else is going on in your professional life nothing else is going to take a priority to that yeah. and we need to be able to do that in our personal life as well, where sometimes our health, our fitness, our mental health needs to come first in order for us to be the best person we can be for the rest of our family, our friends, our social circles, um, and having the ability to push back on those boundaries is a massive, massive skill that we can transfer between both. Yeah, for sure. And I think what what's interesting is you said, and again, it struck a chord, is that you said about you'd been teaching people to goal set um kind of all day but wasn't applying it yeah. to yourself. that's why coaches exist right you was that coach so I have a coach because I tell people how to eat how to train I give them structure I support them <laughs> but I'm doing it for myself I'm a fuck no 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 because it's like it's that effort that you don't want to put in because you're putting so much effort into someone else and I think that's that's one of the things particularly we do as coaches but m I think more so in the corporate world it's more forced from when I was there, you spend so much time being forced to pour into other cups you don't pour into yours. And I know that's yes. a saying, but it's so important that actually you start focusing on your own cup because it won't be long until you're very empty. Um, yeah. and, then, and then you're in an absolute muddle. So then where 
you i'm sure you won't mind me saying where you're in a position now you've neglected yourself so much now you've got to lose five now you've got to do this and that and all of a sudden you're making your life hard you've got those metaphorical 20 kilo dumbbells weighing you down yeah but actually the transferable skill is just looking after yourself a little bit more but through discipline because it's not easy right no it's absolutely not i mean one of the, the mantras I've got within my client group is, is we have to be selfish to be selfless. Mm, and it's, it's, it's that way where how on earth can you demand your children and your loved ones and your friends and your family to put out an ethos and act in a certain way if you refuse to act that way yourself? So if you won't take care of yourself, how dare you turn around and ask your children or your loved ones to take care of themselves in the same way? If you are sitting there and every single time that something difficult comes up, you just say, no, I'm not doing it. How can you turn around and really stand in front of your children and ask them to really genuinely push themselves past their own boundaries if you're not acting that way yourself? But in order for you to do that, you need to be selfish. You need to be selfish and say, I need that for me to be the best version of me I can be so that I can show you that these things are okay. And it is that selfish to be selfless. You know, you have to be able to, exactly as you say, like keep a full cup so that you're never pouring from empty because it yeah. just doesn't last. And burnout's a massive thing in the corporate world and it's a massive thing in the fitness world as well. Um, yeah. And it's about understanding when a burnout's approaching rather than letting yourself get to it and having to backtrack from it. Yeah. Being able to have the self-awareness to see when it's about to come up makes such a big difference rather than allowing it to happen and then trying to backtrack. Yeah, for sure. I think something I heard as well that always seems to, it, I think it sticks by me from when I was working. So when I first got into PT, and I don't know if any of the listeners really know this, but when I first started PT and I started off uh, part-time because I was too scared to make the jump to full-time, like I say, COVID made me redundant, which meant it was that or go and pick up another job. And I decided to give it a stick. But when I first started personal training, I was getting up at five. I was training clients six till eight. I was going to the office from half eight till half five. And I was PTing from six till nine every night. I trained on my lunchtime. Like, and, and something that I, always stands out to me, and this is not to be like a just work harder type of person is I read something once that said, like, you're not you're not tired, you're uninspired. And I actually yeah. think whilst that can be really condescending and be like a bit very hippie, like, oh, you're not tired, you're just not working. And I don't necessarily agree with that. But what I think it does show is that actually you, you're you not tired, you're uninspired, just really means is you're spending too much time pouring into other cups that then that don't enrich your life. They line the pockets of someone that doesn't even know they're being lined because they've got so much money, right? That's the corporate yeah. world. But something that I think is important and, and some people notice, I think, and you can tell me how you treat this with your clients, Amanda, is a lot of people that are looking to get into fitness or they're looking to take control of life they've finally decided those transferable skills are now needed yeah it can often feel like when you're being selfish or when you're trying to become fitness based or i say or get into fitness or improving your health yep. it can often feel like it's taken away from your work it yes. feels like now it's it's this big jump and and you know they, they're worried they're doing it because their work's very demanding at the moment so what how do you overcome that how do you get someone to you know to get into this space of improving their life whilst not feeling constantly anxious about not being good at their job anymore which is not obviously a hundred percent and I think I've had this chat with one of my clients earlier on this week on the fact that there's a real guilt attached to sometimes being selfish about your own health and fitness and, and that includes your mental health as mm. well and 
I think it's about really about reframing why you're doing it. The question is, is the why is it important to me and why do I now need to do this? So here's the question that I would ask all of my clients. So you go into work every day in your corporate world, for example, and you sit behind your desk and you have absolutely no energy. Do you genuinely believe that you are giving your job that you say that you absolutely love 100% of you? The likelihood is no. And it's not because you don't want to give it that. It's because you just don't have it to give. You're not creating energy in your body. You don't feel like you've got mental resilience there. When you, you know what it's like, particularly if you need to stand up in front of people, let's say, for example, you are a, a project manager, for example, which is one of my old roles, and you need to stand up and present your entire project to someone. If you don't feel confident in yourself and your body and your brain, how do you stand up and do that with confidence? Mm. Like, it's about really understanding that, focusing in on you and your why and what you want to gain out of being fit and healthy and mentally resilient it actually impacts so positively positively on all of the other aspects of your life that actually your job improves. You're more likely to get that promotion because you're buzzing with energy when you go in. You're confident you can stand up and really be seen. You're not constantly sitting there under a thousand layers of clothes because you're unhappy with your body and not wanting to be seen in a corner, you know, shrugging into yourself. You know, you're happy to stand up there in your three-piece suit, whatever it might be, and be counted. Yeah. You know, that makes such a massive, massive difference to how you can put yourself out there both in your professional life and your personal life. And having the confidence that what you're doing day-to-day -day with your non-negotiable standards will allow you to do that in every part of your life just makes a huge, huge difference to your progress both in your health and fitness and in your professional life yeah giving yourself something back that means you've got more to give so i can go another yeah. cliche here as well it's like when they say on like planes about doing your if anything happens where you have to do your mask first because if you don't you won't be able to do anyone else's anyway and it's really exactly. true like it, the what the more you give yourself the more you can give others so like you say selfish to selfless now yeah. what about like certain skills if we go and dial in really closely yeah. now what do you think like the biggest skill that you would say that you can get from absolutely owning your health and fitness journey what skills can you then take into other aspects of your life whether that's work family again relationships whatever what do you think like that that big that big thing is I think for me there's kind of probably two big things um that are in there I think it's one is really truly being able to prioritize. Um, what I have asked three clients this week in particular, and this is surely because school holidays are upon us, hmm. and they're now in a position where their whole entire routine has changed, and this is both professional and personal. If you can seriously prioritize into things that are absolutely must-dos, Things that are, I would like to do, and things that are, do you know what? It can damn well motherfucking wait. Mm. Then I promise to God, you will be in a place where your whole entire week and your whole entire journey will feel much more in control. The second you feel in control of that, you 
are genuinely able to make progress. One of the reasons that I see so many people not making progress is because they really have so many of those three buckets jumbled up. Yeah. One of the things that you will always do when you start work in a day in most jobs, particularly in the corporate world, is identify the things that you don't have a choice but to do that day. Because regardless of what else happens, they have to happen because there's a reliance on whether it be someone else doing the next set of the tasks or whether there's the reliance on a deadline where it absolutely has to happen or everything's going to come to a halt. You need to know what those things are. And those things are your non-negotiable in your health and fitness journey, just the same as they would be in your professional life. So for me right now, if I look at health and fitness, that would be my calories and my protein under control because I know that full well that I'm running on empty unless I've got them under control. Yeah. If I'm running on empty without them being under control, then I'm no use to man or beast. Mm-hmm. I need to get my steps in because honestly, see the minute my steps start to fall, it's the whole energy creates energy thing. Yeah. I automatically feel deflated. Yeah. And then the third thing is I need to get my exercise session in for no other reason apart from that it massively impacts my mental health when I don't feel like I'm active. Those are my kind of four things. Yeah. But when you look at that in the professional world, that might be I've got a report to hand in to X. I need to make sure that X receives this invoice and, for example, that there is a task that I need to speak to such and such a person on. Those might be your non-negotiables. But again, if those don't happen, that's when everything starts to spiral out of control. But there's also the things that we need to be really super clear on that are actually just nice to have. They're just not that important. You know, if I, for example, manage to get a little bit of an extra class in for the week because I've just managed to make time for it, that's just a nice to have, but it's not a non-negotiable and it's certainly not going to change the world. Um, and it's being able to really identify those boxes is so, so important because it stops the mental overwhelm as well. And decision paralysis is so apparent in most of us. How many times, and I'm sure you've been the same, you've had that client where they've maybe sent an inquiry, a potential client, they've maybe sent an inquiry form in like 10 times. Yeah. But they're so entirely paralyzed by potentially making the decision to take the step forward. Yeah. But they never actually ever move the goalposts. They never ever move the, the dial because they're so terrified of making a decision. And it's just sometimes about, right, okay, is it a priority? Is it a nice to have? Or is it a, do you know what? It can damn well wait. Yeah. Um, and then the second kind of thing that I would say was the big thing for me was understanding myself and knowing what my strengths are. Um, I am an intrinsic project manager um, where... I like to have milestones that added in there. I like to know exactly what the next task is. Um, and I like to know where the journey is going to end. So for me, being able to set goals where there's multiple layers of that goal yeah. was always like massively important for me because that's how my mind works. Yeah. I can't, I'm not the type of person who can do the the one big goal, but we don't look at anything in between that makes me really really demoralized i wonder how many people can really do that though i wonder how many people can genuinely do that and be 
successful without an ounce of luck like something that I'm really big of in my program and any of my clients listening to this will know it is part of the roadmap of the journey that they're in is they might come with me come to me to lose half a stone but by the end of the three months they'll be on bigger goals like it's checkpoints it's checkpoints early and I think I wonder how many people can really just set a goal for a year's time and achieve their potential because although they might achieve that goal yeah I don't think that they've worked optimally because what they've done is they've thrown a dart at the wall. It's landed there and they're saying, yeah, we'll, yes. go there. we'll get there in a year, but we know deep down you can work harder. So actually, if you hit the smaller goals on the way to that journey, yes. you're going to hit bigger goals. And, a, and a, a really good corporate example of this could be sales. You've got to hit 10 grand's worth yeah. of sales in a year. If you yeah. don't checkpoint that, you could be chasing your tail for eight grand of sales in the last month. Whereas actually, if you yeah. checkpoint it to earn two grand a month, well, you're either going to yeah. surpass that target, which is great, or actually yeah. you can be a bit more chilled. You can have slightly better mental health about it and resent it less. So I yeah. wonder how many people really can set goals that are a year, two years in advance. Yeah, not get exactly. a bit of luck. Like for me, I don't know about you, like I'll use a diet, for example. If you give me eight weeks or 16 weeks to diet to a certain target, yeah, it's going to take me eight weeks. I'm just going to waste the first eight because yeah. I can do it. So having those checkpoints is is super important. And yeah. something I wanted to touch on and go into a little bit deeper about something you said is you said about kind of how you people are prioritizing that health and fitness to get something back. Um, yeah. That then it's transferable in terms of energy. I don't know. Do you know George George Heaton or the the brand Represent? Oh, oh So George George Heaton owns the brand Represent. There's like Team Twenty Four Seven. You'll see it. You'll see probably loads of people wearing it. Yeah. They represent. It's like 150 quid for a T-shirt, which is definitely a cotton T-shirt with represent written on it. Anyway, <laughs> George, if you're not listening, which you're definitely not, I'm sorry, I don't mean it. Um, he's probably one of the very big up and coming entrepreneurs who is absolutely prioritizing health and fitness. Like if you yeah. go, go check him out, like Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I shared a story of his earlier that basically said like, Someone's invited him to something at 9am and he said, I'll work then. And they put, oh, you're the boss. You can do what you want. He's like, yeah, exactly. That's it. That's what I want to do. Exactly. And he's one of these people that is absolutely uh, probably a pioneer in sort of health and fitness always, business second. But then that shows yeah. his branding and how his business has grown and what he's capable of. Yes. Like, he's got his Love own that. sauna, his own steam room, his infrared sauna. He's got his own gym. He's built a gym on site for his brand. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, this guy's doing well. Like, pretty sure he rocks around in a Rolls Royce. But <laughs> perhaps he wouldn't be doing that if he hadn't constantly prioritized his health and fitness throughout yes. the building his brand. Not only yeah. would he have built, like, brought those people on board who inspire to be that, but actually he's looked after himself first and foremost, which means he's now looked after his team, which means they've looked yeah. after his business, which means they've looked after his profits. Yeah. So it is a transferable thing. Like, like you say, yes. it's, it's so important. So that's something, again, check him out. And guys, if you're listening, go and check it out, particularly his Twitter, because he'll tell you the things that you don't want to hear, but you probably need to hear. Um, yeah. Something that I say I do. But also in terms of the corporate world, on the flip side of that, if you're someone that's yeah. maybe starting your career or, or not necessarily starting, but maybe not as high up, that will also be recognized. Because yes. the traits of someone that does health and fitness are the yeah. traits of a highly driven, motivated person. Yeah, 100%. I mean, how many times have you logged onto Instagram and the first thing that you have seen for the day is another PT, another coach, another wellness professional talking about how 
doing things on the day that you don't want to do them is going to be the making of you. Yeah. Like we hear it all the time. And let's be honest, everyone has a time that they don't want to go to work. So yeah. that's just life. Mm. And I say to my guys all the time, you know, I want you to think about your goal in the same way sometimes as going to work, right? No matter what, the goal for going to work is that you claim your salary at the end of the month because your salary at the end of the month allows you to do all the things that you actually want to do rather than just the things that you have to do. Yeah. Your health and fitness is the same. Turning up to the gym on the days and getting your station in on the days that you just don't want to do it is going to let you do all the things that you want to do like stand on the beach with your shirt off if you're a guy. Yeah. Stand on the beach in a bikini as a girl and feel relatively confident in being there. If you're a parent, run after your child and not feel like you're out of breath just because you've chased them through the park. That's the things that you want. If you want them, you have to put the work in. Yeah. And that's just that. And sometimes there's times where we just don't want to do it, but there's a difference between want versus need. Mm. Like... We want to do some things and we need to do some things. And in my mind, your health and fitness journey shows you the difference between want and need. Yeah. Like, do I want to be a millionaire tomorrow? Yes. Do I need to be? No. Mm. It's not going to be in that place where it's a necessity for me. But do you know what is a necessity? For me to wake up tomorrow feeling like my body does what I need it to do for my life and yeah. the lifestyle I want to lead so key. it's a great way to look at putting in the work when you absolutely sometimes don't want to have to and I, I think the difference is there again is you said about work you know sometimes we get up and we don't want to go to work but we have to the only reason you have to is because they're going to pay you money at the end of the month and you needed money yeah. to live well that, the only difference between that and going to the gym is that no one's going to pay you to go uh, unless you're an influencer, in which case they might. But the only the the payout is what you're missing. You're missing the payout because you're not understanding the reward that yes. you get from standing on the beach with your top off, running after your kids, yeah. being able to go and carry on playing sport. The reward is life. The reward is health and fitness. The reward is not struggling. Because again, if we go back to that metaphorical or even physical twenty kilo dumbbell that we're lugging down, it yeah. weighs a lot heavier than twenty kilos. Like it's big. So that it's yeah. a great point the transferable skill sort of it's not really a skill there but the the comparison is you are getting up and going to work because you see the extrinsic motivator the payout the monthly yeah. salary because you like eating um which could be a problem but with your health and fitness you yeah. are not seeing the initial payout you don't see it but actually if you do that for a month you'll see the compounding effect over a month you don't see it on the yeah. day you don't see that from going to work every day you don't get paid every day some people might yeah. but very rare so actually looking at the long term and understanding why you're doing that thing is going to be the thing that ties you to it um yeah so definitely. that for me is, is is a really great point now obviously what we're doing is we're keeping these episodes nice and short guys so that you don't go away and get bored of us so what we're going to do is we're going to start to wrap up now with my two favorite questions for this season so for vanda this is putting you on the spot because you won't okay. have heard these questions but number one is your number one tip for someone to achieve what they're looking to achieve so it doesn't have to necessarily be a body transformation but in health and fitness what would be your number one thing that you'd give to your clients that you're going to give to our listeners today i would say stop focusing on the end goal and focus on the one next step it doesn't matter what the end goal is 
the next one step is the only thing that needs to be in your head. So to your point earlier on, Barris, it's like, do you know what? If you want to lose 20 pounds, you can't lose 20 without losing one. Mm. If you want to lift 100 kilos, you can't lift 100 before you lift 30. Focus on the one next goal and nothing else and only move on when you've hit that goal. And don't rush it. Focus on doing it and doing it well and doing it right rather than focusing on putting a time and a deadline on yourself that's just going to stress you out. Yeah, like it. Love it. And then my next question, which always gets a good reaction, is um, what's your biggest bugbear in fitness at the moment? I think my biggest bugbear in fitness right now is everybody seems to be on the bandwagon of that mental health is absolutely everything and that we should all just love our bodies. It's okay to want more from your body and to feel like you want to see something different in the mirror on one condition that it's healthy. That's my big caveat to it. I'm all for body positivity, mental health, all of that type of stuff. But my biggest bugbear at the moment is that sometimes the message can get so corrupted between that and what actual health looks like. You know, there is absolutely no point in you having rock solid ripped abs if you are in absolutely unhealthy. Yeah. There is no point in you being super, super happy and positive about your body if you can't walk up a set of stairs without feeling entirely out of breath. Like we need to start thinking that health is absolute wealth and that doesn't always sometimes come with just being super positive about everybody's message. I, I could not agree more. I keep calling them the listen to your body warriors at the moment. Like <laughs> that honestly, listen to your body. You don't need to train. You don't need to do this. I'm like, yeah, you kind of do because you've got gold, yeah. whatever. But no, it's a great point. And I think obviously to reiterate the health perspective, I know health does look very differently on different people, but again, yes. if you walk upstairs and you've got painful joints and you're, you know, you're very categorically very overweight or underweight, or you feel like you're in the bin and you're not healthy, yeah. then what are we doing it for? So no, good point. Where can people find you? So on Instagram, I am BS underscore fitness.coaching guys. And on Facebook, exactly the same. Um, absolutely would love to connect with anyone if anyone has questions either on this or on anything else that they want to chat on would absolutely love to connect with anyone so get in touch guys love it guys thank you for listening as always make sure you share it on your story leave a review and leave any comments for us Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, and again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends.